We can just start at the top of the show and then we'll film the ending and we're good to go. Good. I got shit to do. <laughs> that's our that's our intro clip. That's our pre-show clip right there. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> We are live, everybody. But we're also on tape. We are deep down in the bells of laser music. Season two, episode nine, episode one hundred and nine of Camloops last week. Christopher Fultz, Magic Mike, and Billa at the controls. Nine, nine. We've got nothing for nine. You don't even want to be here today. You just announced it. No. I, I got shit to do, you just said. I got things. I'm busy. I'm, work is very busy right now. So, yeah. Nine. What's nine? Um, <laughs> He's nine. just got things to do. Nine. Nine. There's got to be something. I an old, can't think an of old lion now. number. Russ Courtney was number nine with the Canucks. Oh, yes. That's right. He was. Russ Courtney was. That was great. 94. The best. Oh, yeah. the most entertaining team of all time. I don't think Courtney was there for 94. Yeah, Russ and Jeff were both there in 94. Uh, in the, not in the cup run year. I think they were. No, I think Russ came after the cup run. You think so? Yep. Am I wrong? I think so. Okay. Tough start for you. Yeah, tough start for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know where, where to begin with that one. <laughs> nine is my favorite math number. How come? Because uh, nine times nine is eighty-one, and eight plus one is nine. Oh, that's cool. I, I just yeah. I love every nine times two is eighteen, and that's one plus eight. You know, nine divided by three is three, and that's three. <laughs> you like the symmetry of it. I just nine. like nine. I, I don't Nine's know. It's a cool number. I like nine. Yeah. yeah. How's life, Mike? What's new? Oh, life is great. Uh, new stuff. Uh, we just had a really busy last week. We did this uh, event called the National Language and Culture. This is where we've been working with Tecumloops in, in the Language and Culture Department for years, doing like recordings and, and working through the 215 and everything like that. But they've uh, they've established a national language and culture team. So we had, did this really special event where it was the first event that they ever had together where they had delegates from uh, Nunavut, uh, from all over, all over um, all over Canada, and uh, it was it was amazing. Where was it held at? I was held at the Arbor. They wanted to do something. I was down down to earth, right on the ground floor of, of one of their most sacred places, which is the the Powwow Arbor. Yeah. And uh, there were some throat singers there for entertainment uh, from Nunavut, uh, and they played this paddle drum. And, and I gotta say, it's uh, really amazing cultures. Uh, I, I learned how they use uh, uh, seal. Uh, fat to make light and heat, mm. uh, and this is so. This is so far up north that it's darkness most of the time, and uh, it was just it was just one of those. It felt it was a great feeling event. It was a great looking event, and uh, you felt like something powerful was happening. They're having Tacomas um, was having a, it's on November third, I think, uh, uh, some kind of conference on this uh, on the language. Uh, I can't pronounce it, but the Sequimic language, yep. and uh, trying to keep it alive because I think every week, like three or four languages that die in, in the world. So this is kind of cool. You also were there for music. Weren't you there for the uh, No, I did not oh, do that event. That was Rod Bandura doing uh, Music for the People. Yeah, with the Mar Mar and that was, uh, that with was the cool. symphony yeah. and St. Hill's drummers. Were there. Yes. Yeah, 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 great, great yeah. event. At uh, the same place at the Arbor. Rod Bandura uh, it was number one on the indigenous tracks mm -hmm. uh, across Canada and, and is a great person in our community. And, yeah. and just, uh, yeah, that was a good event. I've seen so. them play sometimes at lounges in town at the, the plaza. They used to play in the, in the corner there, and they're very good music. Have you yeah, been to the plaza for any music lately? No, not lately. I think it's a club, isn't it now? It's a club. 
love music. Oh, yeah, they don't even have the kind of license. They don't have that nice guys, the acoustic in the corner. They, I think they've got their license where they're just, it's all boom, 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 I'll come play acoustic guitar for you guys in the corner. You should. You'll be like, okay, that's enough. After three minutes, can you play something else? Great show today. Mike O'Reilly, Kamloops City Councilor, joins us from Vancouver. He's at the UBCM convention. We had a call on Audible today. Thank you to John Keane of the Kamloops Blazers. Radio analyst John Keane, play-by-play man for the Kamloops Blazers. He saves the bacon because Dylan Sador and Logan Barris, we wanted to have them on. Couldn't pull it off. We'll have them on next time. But John comes in. He's talking all things Blazers. Home opener coming up this week. It's weekend. good because we're taping this on September 20th and the home opener September 22nd. And John's always a, a, a font of knowledge. So it's 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 actually good that he's here to, to, to lead us into the season. Kamloops Storm, a home opener this weekend as that's well. That's true. Yep. High hopes from them. Mm-hmm. Matt Cole, them, yep. talked to him yesterday, the GM. He thinks mm-hmm. uh, we got a team that's very good. We want to go deep. Some pressure kind of put on the coach a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And Ledvig okay, saying, yep. okay, you've had one year to get your feet wet. Let's go. We let you screw up. Like he said, I self-admitted I screwed up for the first... Uh, two months but then I got I got going and then today's newspaper and online at camelisthisweek.com we have lots of preview of the Blazers and the Storm in addition to your regular sports I like Jan Ludwig I like the way he speaks to the media like uh, the way he speaks to the players do you know who he is I, I know Jan yeah. oh you don't Jan player and, and his son is a, uh, a bruiser yeah. in an NHL team in the States yeah I believe he's playing in the AHL, AHL right, now. right now yeah and, and, his, his, daughter, and his daughter Katie is a world class volleyball, volleyball player, player. yeah and, she, and, and, and yeah Jan's a great guy, long time customer I, I dealt with Katie for five years, the Wolfpack, amazing to deal with, just bright, shiny, good person. Well, Jan appears to me to be a guy, guy like, he's just so genuine and honest, and he'll say stuff, and he has no word salad uh, no, ability no. in his world, right? No, but he, well, actually, he is, he, he is good with his words, though. Yeah. No, but he, he's, he's, not, he's not trying to say something, so no. he's not trying to say something, he's straight up. Absolutely, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. and he, yeah. he put all the blame on himself, yeah. he said, I was bad for three months that's, last year. That's in the story today, you can read it in the paper. And that's he right. also, but he was um, a taskmaster, I believe, with his children, and he used to, or he, I don't mean, he probably still does, Lac he Lejeune, runs, right? like, in Lac Lejeune, these camps where he kind of puts um, puts athletes through the paces yeah. and with these kind of different kind of workout routines. Yeah. Everything okay? <laughs> oh yeah, everything's great. I was, I just realized when I was praising uh, Yan uh, about being a customer and, and knowing him and, and being a great guy, I realized my mic wasn't on. Oh, so. okay. I can maybe boost it in post. We'll see what <laughs> yeah, we Yeah, maybe. Boost it in post. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, you know what else is going on this weekend? <laughs> the professor, I'm going to boost it in post. <laughs> Sorry, that just sounds up. <laughs> what else is going on this weekend is uh, As You Wish. What movie is that from? Princess Bride Princess is being Bride. shown downtown by the downtown Kamloops and Film Society uh, and, and Tourism Film Kamloops. Society and Tourism Kamloops and you. And us, we're, behind we're it. Doing Call it. the Locksmith, too, at the end. Uh, Call the Locksmith. Call the Locksmith. Is that the same movie? So I don't know. It's, I think it's the very it's end. Under the Giant. Because it's trying to get. She's wearing a chastity belt, isn't she? Oh, Call the Locksmith, really? On the Isn't she wearing a chastity belt in the movie? Or is it Mike at the Wrong no, movie I think here. you got the wrong movie. I don't movie. know. I'm so excited to watch it, yeah, though. I think it's you're watching a movie that's not <laughs> quite family-friendly over there. <laughs> it was the one with the Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, yeah. Uh, the, the Mandy, pa- Mandy Pantigan. That, was, that was the swordsman. Yeah, he wanted to get a revenge his father, avenge his father's death. Ah, but, sir, I have a secret, too. I am not right-handed. I'm actually left-handed. Yes, yes. <laughs> Great movie. I was one of watching uh, Mike's home furry videos, I think. Oh, that's that the one you were watching with the Locksmith. Well, there, there is some giant rat fighting scenes and where they're rolling around. This is going to be Saturday night, the 23rd. 7 o'clock, the concession opens. 7.30, the film will start showing. Right next to the Cami Inn, a great place. Have a beer there. Yep. And um, and the the forecast looks good. 
uh, no no rain, but it's going to be chilly, so you got to bring your blanket. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be great. So I, I was just excited about that. It's one of my all time favorite movies. It Fred is one Savage of the best. Is in it too. Uh, Rob Reiner directed R- it. Columbo's in it. Peter Falk. Yeah, Col- Columbo's yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. And, it's a great uh, movie. I, and my my favorite guy in the movie is the inconceivable. Yes, guy. I can't remember his name, but he's good. He was in My Dinner with Andre. What a great movie that oh, is. Two I hours of them just talking. Really? That's great. With yeah. Andre the Giant? No, no, with My Dinner with Andre. Oh, but Andre the Giant's in this one. Yeah. And the guy who says it's inconceivable, inconceivable. every time something is conceivable, I can't remember. He's a good character actor. He's in a lot of. Th- we don't know his name, but he's he's in a so great good. movie, Canadian movie, 1981, called My Dinner with Andre. And it's two guys, and they just sit there and they talk about the about the world, the future, and a lot of what the one guy says is is, is coming true today. It's really bizarre. So I, I, there's a quick story here. In our in our new factory, we've got the clubhouse. Which is a, a spot that we're going to have in Siki? a TV in, in Siki, yeah, and we're going to have a TV set up and Sigma. and all the classic <laughs> movies. So I'm, I'm talking to Bill. I'm like, yeah, you got you can come by and work for for a night or whatever, and we can watch movies together. It's going to be all the classic movies. I'm going to buy all the DVDs so I have them all and we can watch them. And I'm thinking Dumb and Dumber, Princess Bride, and Bill says to me, what what, you, what two movies you said? Blue Velvet. Uh, oh. Uh, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. The African Queen. <laughs> the African Queen. I'm like, Humphrey Bogart. Uh, Absolutely. No. <laughs> but maybe. Bill has, gonna... Bill has very good taste in movies. He's, he's got an art history degree. Well, this goes to show. <laughs> it goes to show you don't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there, there you go. Sicky. That's yeah, from, we'll you know, boost, we'll boost it in post when we're in Sicky. Well, Sicky <laughs> comes from, so when I used to do color for the Chase Chiefs back in the day, their owner was Pittendre, and he'd go down and have a couple beers in the room after, and they didn't like Sicky. Yeah, we're going go to go down to Sicky next week and beat, beat the hell out of Sicky. So that's where I got Sicky. Isn't that when you're doing color with, what's his name? Ian <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it didn't Shane Doe come out of... Uh... Shane Doe? Was he like a deer? <laughs> Doe a deer? No, who, who's the big there, There's a big hockey player. Shea, yes, well, uh, Shea, Shea Weber. Shea, Shea Weber, Weber, that's yeah. the name. It's called yeah. Shea Weber Drive, where the arena is right there. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. That's my, son, my son played in that arena with, under, under the banner of Shea Weber. Yes, right. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the UBCM convention before we have Mike on. Bill Kamloops, why do we want to talk to him about that? Well, Bill Kamloops is a, is a, is a plan, is an idea from, from, from city council, and they formed a working group to work out the logistics of it. But uh, in, the past, in the past decade, we've had two, in the past eight years, I think, we've had two referendums on a performing arts center alone. One was for 90 million, one was for, I don't know, 78 million. The first one got defeated by the people. The second one got defeated by the pandemic. Never, never yeah. happened. Yeah. So since we haven't had really anything built in this city since probably 2003, maybe with the tournament capital, um, you know, tournament capital center, there hasn't been much built. We're in a need for ice services. We're in a need yeah. for a modern one single curling facility. We're yeah. in need for a performing arts center. We're in need for a lot of the stuff. Um, so their thinking is, let's just look at what we need for the next 10, 20 years. It's going to be a big price tag, but it's going to get more expensive if you do a piecemeal going forward. So why don't we just say, here's what we need. We're going to get together and we're going to just say, we're going to go borrow and get sponsorship and try to build all this stuff over the next 10 years, what we need. And uh, there'll be a lot of opposition because of, you know, costs and taxes. So that's what Bill Kamloops is. And UBCM, how does that factor in? Yeah, there's the UBCM, which is a Union of BC Municipalities Convention. Every every September they meet. Uh, this year in Vancouver, a couple of years ago, every few years they're they're in Whistler, and it's 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 all the mayors and council and city staff. They go down there, they meet, and they have meetings with all the provincial 
ministers of tourism, minister yep. of finance, minister of education, minister of health, and they get to talk to them. They get 15-minute increment. So, so the city, city of Kamloops people are meeting with eight or nine different ministers and a deputy minister, and they have 15 minutes to sit in there and say, well, here's what I want to talk to you about. And they have the, the minister has staff, they take notes, and hopefully yep. they get some traction. Squash courts, I hope, are... Oh, the they got, if they get some uh, some racquetball courts, I might go from pickleball to racquetball because it's such a fun game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cancer care center, complete cancer care center. Yeah. What can be done at UBCM? Well, and what can really be done at these at these meetings? Well, it's just I think a lot of it is to run, is to, for Bill Kamloops. It's to it's to let Lana Popham, the tourism minister, know that hey, we're we got this plan. We, we want to go to referendum or we we want to prove this. Um, just to let them know here's what we're doing. So maybe you can talk to some people if you have any grants, if you have any sponsorship, if if there's big companies that want to sponsor it, you know, like Sandman Center or like um, Dearborn Ford at Norbrock Stadium. Maybe you have the uh, you know the tech. Performing Arts Center, and, and, they, and they, they, they donate a lot of money to offset the taxpayers' money. Um, and then the, with Adrian Dix, for example, they're meeting with the health minister, and they just want to remind them, hey, you guys made a, your, your party made a promise in 1991 that you're going to build a complete cancer care center here. You broke that promise. You made a promise in the 2020 election. He broke that promise. So Adrian Dix was here just a few months ago to say, hey, we're going to build this new complete cancer center next to RIH. I think this is just a way to say, you know, your third promise, we just want to make sure where are you on it. Maybe establish some timelines. Yeah, yeah, like get where are we? Harder on we, we got the promise, but, you know, you're, 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 you're building out every, everywhere else. When, you know, give us some more information. Or even just to remind you, we're keep holding you to your word, which didn't seem to matter the last two times. Mike Miltimore, if you were at these meetings and you had a chance to sit down with a minister and something that you wanted to get going in Kamloops, what would be top of mind for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I have been in these uh, these play like Silga. We do the Southern Interior Legislative Governance Association, which is kind of similar. It's all mayor and council kind of stuff. Um, so I've sat down in the past and talked to uh, property uh, tax adjusters, like the guys that look at that. Um, I, I've I've chatted. Um, personally uh, with with different ministers about uh, using wood and trying to get some more energy going on in the manufacturing sector here um, so yeah you know I think this is an opportunity for uh, mayors and, and councils to to learn from other communities but also to have that uh, that quick time and and you know when you're um, at these things it's not what's happening at the time of it's after or in between on the breaks that uh, you get those those meetings and those those conversations last one we'll tee it up before mike comes on dr bonnie henry decriminalization she let it talk on it i think yeah they had a session i think in the first so the so the ubcm goes from monday we're at wednesday now goes to friday with a bunch of sessions i think on tuesday monday or tuesday she she, she let it talk on decriminalization it was very well um uh much interest in it because you know what's happening and kamloops led the way with a with the bylaw the federal government just recently changed the law, the rules around it saying you can't use or have drugs within so far of a park but there's a lot of it's, it's just a big mess and she spoke to them and i i heard part of her her presentation and, and her main message or one of her messages was Please give us, you know, give it some time. It's been about ten months now, and nothing's really changed. Uh, the deaths keep going up, and I don't know. Just it just seems to be a mess. But um, she says we can't arrest our, our way out of this. And I think we all understand that. But then she said we can't treat our way out of this either. I remember she said that, and I thought, well, you know, maybe she, she means completely. But my God, that's the first thing you start doing is to treat your way out of it. But we'll ask Mike about that. And he'll comment on that. 
Luckily, because we knew it was going to be a busy week, didn't we? So our weekend we spent together as we always do, the three of us, didn't we, Mike? And what did we do to just enjoy ourselves? Just totally wanted to relax. Um, so we went to uh, get some Sealy mattresses from Gord's Maytag. Because that's how we relax. Yeah, and we and we uh, we set them up in, in uh, Chris's basement up at the... Uh, Epitome the heights of Kamloops there in his castle. Ivory Tower. Ivory Tower. And uh, we decided to uh, watch some really fun movies, uh, which, funny, was Dumb and Dumber, one of my favorites. And, which he doesn't like. Uh, but hates. I just have to remind everyone during the big one sale, which is on now, you buy any two qualifying Maytag and Whirlpool kitchen appliances, you save two, honey. You buy three, three, honey, you so, save. So if you buy a fridge, a stove... And a dishwasher, you save three hundred bucks. Save three hundred, and you that, can like, mix that's a complete match. setup. What, what about like a microwave, stove, and dishwasher? Boom! Wow, you, you got it. S fridge, stove, and microwave. And with that, yes. And with There's that money, what guys. I would do is I would save it all up, and I'd wait till October, and I'd go to McDonald's because what starts in October at McDonald's, guys? It has to do with something with gross pumpkin spice. Did I just say that? No. <laughs> no all good. Monopoly. <laughs> oh, Monopoly. The annual Monopoly game, that's right. Yes. He was whining again, wasn't he, on the weekend, though? It, well, and during the week. Well, I, I, just, I didn't want to watch Dumb and Dumber. I was like, with, too bad Bill wasn't there because I got outvoted, but I wanted to watch Citizen Kane and you guys. Uh, and, and Mike Mike said, of course, I don't want to watch the thing, but I couldn't old find, guy walking. I couldn't find could Citizen walk. Kane. Yeah, so well, did what did we do? We said, Foldy, we slapped him, he said, get out of his own house. We watched it, and what did we do? We sent him on a car ride in an electric vehicle that was bought at Volkswagen. Mm. Terry Lowe. Yeah. Terry Lowe, and you gotta remember, this guy, he tried to tell you and you wouldn't listen. You would not, he never computes with you ever, does it? It doesn't sink in with you. He always that, thinks it's low, like L-O-W-E, but it's actually L-O-W. And he's talking about the low rates, and you can't get mm -hmm. it through your head that they are low. And then you always think, well, it takes six months to wait for the VWs to get in. One. I couldn't wait for one. Wake up. There's a good stock in there right now, okay? There's eight at least. It's probably down to three or four right now because people watch our show and they, they, they march Just over like. Run straight It's for like it. it's Beauty of the Beast. It's Gaston leading a charge with light people marching over to buy Volkswagens. Gaston. Yeah, Gaston. He was a great villain in Beauty and the Beast. You know, you know, I was inspired from Dumb and Dumber. And if I had bought in three appliances and had three hundred dollars, I would get a, a Volkswagen uh, and tow the, the. It was for sale for three hundred dollars. A heart-shaped bathtub from Dumb and Dumber movie. And I so badly wanted to buy it, my wife wouldn't let me. And three hundred bucks is exactly how much you'd save by shopping at Gord's. That's right. It's yeah. just amazing. We the could have sat together up. in the, in that heart-shaped bathtub that watching math, movies. That we math adds up. That's right. <laughs> amazing weekend again. Let's move on now to Above the Fold. It's brought to you by McDonald's. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Ba. <laughs> Hi, welcome McDonald's. What can I get for you? How are you doing this morning? Good, how are you? Good, I got a question for you. Okay. If I were to give you a million dollars right now, what would you buy? <laughs> Uh, okay. What do you think you would buy? A house. A house? So, yeah. where do you think you'd buy it? In Kamloops or somewhere else? In Vancouver. In Vancouver, okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'd buy. I would buy about 36,000 Grand Big Macs and about 37,000 Chicken McNuggies and about 49,000 filet fish but I'd wait till October to do it because that's when Monopoly starts. <laughs> Big fan of McDonald's.
Michael O'Reilly, you are in Vancouver right now. Before we talk business, have you had any free time? Have you ran the seawall? Have you been doing anything fun you can talk about outside of work? Got a little bit of fresh air uh, the first day because we knew it was supposed to rain yesterday. But you, you say I'm down in Vancouver, but dare I say I'm in the bowels of my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Deep down in the bowels of your hotel room. All right, let's get the business here. You are at the UBCM convention. Let's start with Build Kamloops, okay? This is something that's near and dear to you. What can be done this week to kind of further that initiative? Yeah, you know, certainly uh, we have a lot of meetings with a lot of different ministers down here. Um, the city of Kamloops alone, we have uh, meetings with nine different ministers directly, uh, and the TNRD has 12 ministers directly, and, and we kind of wear both hats. Uh, but on the Build Kamloops front, uh, we will be meeting with Minister of Tourism, Arts and Culture, uh, letting them know that uh, we will hopefully be having some large facilities come forward um, uh, across her desk and that we would like that support. Um, but it's starting to plan the seeds and letting them know that these aren't just uh, buildings, but this is going to build our community uh, and help uh, with the services that our growing city needs. What type of support can you drum up? Yeah, I mean, the one thing is obviously uh, government support. So when, when grants come out, which there will be, uh, but at the same time, uh, there are a lot of uh, large private companies here as well, uh, you know, for potential sponsorship, which we know uh, that that will be a large component of being able to fund build Kamloops is how many uh, private dollars we're able to raise. So there'll be some uh, conversations uh, with, with those private sector groups as well. Would you be talking to these people in, in the form of a possible P3 like we've seen in Chilliwack and in, uh, and in Kelowna and elsewhere? Yeah, you know, at this point, everything's on the table. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, sponsorship for facilities in Kamloops is nothing new. We don't have to look much further than um, the uh, Sandman Centre or what was Riverside Coliseum or Sportmark Place or Interior Savings Centre. Um, and obviously, uh, Warner Rentals as well has significant sponsorship. So, uh, But those are large uh, corporate dollars and corporate donations um, that uh, they can go towards uh, paying uh, for facilities if and when we need to build them. Last thing on the Build Kamloops thing. I know we've done a number of stories on it. We did a story back in the spring on the front page when we, we learned it might go to referendum. When might this go before the voters for a mass referendum? Has there been a, a ballpark uh, time? Line. Yeah, you know, there, there's a, a one of the working groups uh, that we've established under the Build Counts Committee uh, will be looking at just that. Uh, when is the timing of a referendum if there's going to be one? Uh, you know, there's uh, the conversation that if how quickly can we have uh, things ready to go to a referendum? Uh, you know, when we look at the fall uh, coming up here in 24, uh, we know that there's a provincial election at that same time. So you'd be fighting, trying to get messaging out either two or three weeks before a provincial or two or three weeks after, um, or do you push it to the next spring? It, all these things that working group will be looking at specifically uh, the timing uh, of that and how it will roll out. Or do you just approve it and, uh, and wait if there's a counter petition to, uh, to go to referendum? Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, I'm watching that very closely. Uh, the city of uh, Kelowna is going for, I believe it's around $240 million, mm -hmm. uh, and they've decided to go the counter-petition route. Uh, I've spoken with a couple of their councillors uh, while I've been here uh, and talking with the mayor tomorrow. Um, and, you know, just get an idea of how that's going, and I'm following that closely. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if, if it were to go to counter-petition and, you know, that not be proved successful, uh, it can still go to a referendum yeah. after a failed counter-petition. Uh, you can't go the other way around. You right. can't start with the referendum and then go to counter petition. So those are all the things that this uh, engagement group, working group will be uh, looking at.
We saw that with the parkade in 08, I think. Now, about the, um, were you in the audience when uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry was um, uh, talking about decriminalization and the problems therein and what she thinks we should do going forward? Yeah, I was there for uh, for about half of it, um, and what I can tell you is the delegates from the communities uh, in the crowd uh, were were very disappointed and quite shocked um, at what they were hearing because it wasn't uh, what they were wanting to hear, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know to even to the extent that um, you know the initial uh, ask that was going to be would be considered uh, decriminalized was twice the amount as what got put forward, but uh, UBCM fought that hard to get the total amount reduced. Um, but uh, certainly it's, it's very challenging for um, the impacts that these decisions have on communities. Uh, whether you're in living in Smithers or Kamloops or Chilliwack, uh, we're all experiencing um, the, the outfall from these decisions and, and uh, with very limited resources to deal with them. I know you got to go here. One quick one on the Complete Cancer Center Care. Adrian Dix is there. How is that topic going to be approached? Yeah, interesting. Uh, I had a, a meeting with uh, the CFO of, uh, of Ministry of Health uh, yesterday and have a meeting uh, with Minister Dix uh, on Thursday as well. So we'll be talking about cancer uh, and again with more uh, Ministry of Health staff as well. Uh, so certainly we'll be pushing that uh, again. You know, when when uh, when I hear things come across uh, on the Surrey hospitals now, $1.1 billion over budget, uh, a week later, they announced a new cancer center rebuild in Burnaby, uh, which I can only imagine it will be in, in the couple of billion dollars. Nanaimo is also going for $500 million cancer center rebuild and ours. Uh, I want to make sure that, that Kamloops uh, is close to the top of that list. And, and that's what, uh, what we will be fighting for. And, uh, and the city has a meeting directly with Minister Dix. And rather than two or three things to talk about um, in our meeting, we only have one thing that Kamloops wants to talk about and that's cancer. Last one, your colleague, our former colleague, Dale Bass, she said these meetings are often just filled with platitudes and he'll promises to get back to you. She seemed a little bit kind of down on, on their ability to actually make change happen. What, how do you feel about that? Yeah, you know, I think a couple of things that are a couple of things. One, uh, what's different about this year is there's a provincial election in 10 months um, and the ministers are listing very closely as what the wish lists are. Uh, and, you know, within the next 10 months, there there will be large announcements made for a multitude of different things. Um, but outside of the meetings with ministers, it's the it's the sidebar conversations, the the meetings that you're having with colleagues across the province, uh, you know, talking and, and you know, having um, a dinner with ministers, for example, a lot more conversations happen around those tables and running them into hall running into them in hallways um, you know there's a lot of value and I think uh, most people that have been to large conferences understand that the tr one of the biggest values is the conversations that you're having on the side all right okay get out of the bowels of that hotel room and get some work done thanks a lot for joining Perfect. us thank you thanks for having me guys yep okay. thanks cheers thanks Mike this does not mean disco dancing, does it? Unfortunately, it does not mean that when you open it, there's lights and music, no. <laughs> what does it mean? This is the old model um, of the 507 KitchenAid fridge. It's the 36 inch, 72 inches high. Um, this is the disco model. Um, it's in perfect condition. It's just last year's model. They redid it, which we'll talk about in a second. But this is a really nice fridge, perfectly good condition. We just have it blown out for ridge. It's regularly 
$49.99 and we have it on for $34.99. Ooh, that is a heck of a really discount right there. Really good deal there. The disco model. And then right next to it, we have the updated model, which first glance looks the exact same, but when you open it up, it's got a whole new updated interior. So it's got darker colored, um, and then it does have LED lights that light up when it's plugged in. So it looks really nice. It's more disco than the disco model. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then it has these really nice, like, um, faux wooden accents there that just add that extra look to it, that aesthetic. Um, so yeah, this one is a bit more. It's regular 46. We've got it on for 41. All right, John Keane joins us uh, late, notice, hops in, saves the day for us this morning. John, how you doing? Hey, great. Uh, we're media together. We have to, you know, we have to have each other's backs. Uh, you need a new intro for that tattle, though. You're like, you're like 40 pounds lighter now. I think <laughs> you the 40 pounds to me here, so you got to redo that one. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Let's talk uh, summer first here, okay, before we talk hockey. How was it? The June bug, your boat, how was it out there on the river in the lake? Uh, well, as you know, um, you were out a few times with myself. Folsey was supposed to go too, but he, uh, I think he declined the info. He probably had some like uh, Catalina wine mixer to attend or something. <laughs> exactly. so he make it, but, uh, but as you know, the water levels, Marty, were uh, quite low this year in the river. And, um, you know, it wasn't the, the greatest year, but uh, hey, we, li we live and learn and we move on. And it's hockey season now. It is. So let's talk hockey. Before we talk about this season, let's talk about last season. How do you feel about it now? How do you reflect on it? Well, I mean, I guess it was a great year. Um, just ran into a tough week, I think, at Memorial Cup. You know, I think back to, uh, you know, losing Kyle Masters in that, you know, that 10-1 game or whatever it was uh, against Peterborough. That was tough because there wasn't a lot of depth um, when you start losing a guy that's basically number two in your minutes behind. And, you know, Seattle was playing well. The Quebec Remparts, I think we learned, were a really, really good team. Um, you know, and I think the, the two best teams were probably in the final together. Uh, you know, you're up 4-1 in that tiebreaker game. You want to close that out. Didn't happen. Uh, but overall, uh, to rub shoulders with the best of the upper echelon of the CHL and be part of that and have a team like the Blazers had, I mean, it was awesome. It was, uh, you know, probably a once-in-a-lifetime experience to have a group like that. And now it's a whole new sort of... Uh, other side of things here is the Blazers start sort of a new era now. I was going to ask the guys about this, um, the pressure that they felt, but you have a good view of it too with your position with the team. You ride the bus with them. You're in the room a lot of the times. How how big was the pressure on these young men during that tournament and, and that season, you know, as a whole with, with so much pressure on them? You know, here's the thing. Like, when the expectations are high, winning is like, a relief like it's it's almost not enjoyable you know what i mean like winning is like you're supposed to win huh you're relieved that you did win you know and, and i think you know winning sometimes wasn't as fun as maybe it should be because you know everyone expects you to win so when the expectations are as high as they were and i think the blazers lived up to expectations i i, I really think they did when you look at it here they were a top team most of the year uh, they took a powerhouse seattle team to six games uh in the conference finals you know fought back and you know you were at the in the rink for that overtime loss in game two that was a, a tough one to take um you know so yeah expectations but but it was a veteran team 
And it was the team, I think, could shoulder those expectations. Uh, because when you host a Memorial Cup and you put as much as into it as you did, um, there can only be one winner at the end of the day. And I'm sure Seattle doesn't feel really great about things. I'm sure Peterborough doesn't feel great about things. Um, and I'm sure the Blazers, looking back, probably don't feel great about things. And that's the thing, when there's only one winner, uh, it's tough to real feel good about, you know, at the end of the year when you don't accomplish that goal. I'm going to ask you for maybe some of your best memories or your best memory. I think we have a video clip here, though, Bill. Do you have that one teed up? It's, it's a highlight for me. The game didn't end so well, but it's a good call from you here if we have that clip ready to go, Bill. Ochin trying to dig it free. Finney trying to stick with him. They both go down. Blazers free up the puck. Sador has it. Sador holds. Wait, shoot! He was a question mark to play tonight, Dylan Sador. But he finds the range, holds on to it, delays a shot, then rips it, glove side on Millich, and the Blazers have scored on their fifth shot on goal here in game number six. So we, we were going to have Dylan on to talk about that, so that's why I chose that clip. But I remember how loud it was in the building for that goal. What stands out to you about that or any other memories you want to share from, from the season? You know, um, I think just the excitement around having a massive trade go down when you add Olin Zellweger and Ryan Hofer. And you know how much, you know, I, I like Ryan Hofer going in. And, and for that deal to get finalized and be like, okay, it's for real now. Here we go. Uh, you saw the, the trade package go the other way. You add Olin Zellweger. Who, who, for me, guys, there was two top players in the WHL, heads and tails above everybody last season. One was Connor Bedard. The other was Olin Zellweger. And to have him here as a blazer, I mean, it was a dream. Like, it, it really was to have Zellweger and Stankovic on the same power play uh, and uh, to go into Portland and sweep that series and then go back and forth, you know, with Seattle to win that game five in Seattle, mm -hmm. um, you know, when all odds are stacked against you and to, to win that game and the highs of that and then busting back to the night to, you know, to hopefully try and do it in, in a game six again. I mean, this is what you live for. This is why you do it. And, um, you know, it was such a star-studded group. And, um, you know, uh, to be in the spotlight of, of junior hockey in the CHL, that's, that's what you do it for, right? All right, let's look forward now. It's a different team. We don't need to roll through who's not here. I just want to get your take on, on the turnover and kind of the vibe around the team right now. Yeah, you know, I, I think with all the, the losses of players, uh, this coaching staff and this organization still has a very high bar. Uh, it's maybe not as high a bar as that I have them in, but you know, this team has won four straight division titles. Uh, this division doesn't have, you know, super powerhouses uh, in it. You know, I think uh, Prince George probably going in with what they've been building towards probably is the favorite. Uh, but, you know, I, I think somewhere in the middle of the pack, but we're going to have to wait and see how things play out, you know. One player, two players can really flip the, you know, the script on your narrative for a season. You know, all of a sudden, you know, a player comes back from pro or this player takes a big jump. And all of a sudden, you know, what you think is like, oh, let's try to keep it around 500 becomes let's let's compete for home ice advantage again here. And uh, time will tell how this plays out. Uh, it's it's always tough to make predictions because you don't know how teams will react and who's ready to make a jump and what players, you know, really take a next step. Um, but it, it's exciting in a way where, you know, last year we had all these marquee players, all these NHL signed players. I mean, there were so much dollars in that dressing room last year. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Now we're looking at a situation where it's going to be fun to see these 16 and 17 year olds grow and, and have some growing pains for sure. But we're going to see the next group. Like 
thinking back to that the 2003 draft, Stankoven, Bankier, Semenov, Barros, like how great was that to see Caden Bankier come from a gangly kid to <laughs> you know world junior forward and, and Matthew Semenov right there like this is what it is like this is junior hockey and we're going to get a, a dose of that here again of player development and seeing who the next wave is and, and seeing who these players are that were, will be household names in the next couple of years. Fulzi? I want to talk about coaching, the coaching styles, the coaching generations with the Mike Babcock story, that weird story still in there. He, he's, he, he lasted it as long as uh, he didn't last very long in Columbus because he was doing some weird stuff. And it got me thinking about old school coaching, new school coaching. There's people who think that the players today are too soft. There's people who think that the old school coaching is the wrong way to go because everyone deserves respect. You've been around long enough to deal with real old school coaches and what I call new age coaches and the ones in between. What's your take on this? Is there any room today for a hybrid or are we in a different generation altogether? Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of when I, you know, you invited me for lunch at your place one time and you went through my phone and then made me <laughs> done, so, you know, like, that, that happens, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, good question, good question. And, you know, I, I don't know, you look at the Western League right now and the coaches in the Western League. Like, look at the Western Conference. You know, you have guys like, you know, Kevin Constantine's back mm -hmm. in the conference with Wenatchee. Um, you know, you have, you know, Mike Johnston in, uh, in, in Portland. I mean, the, the coaching experience here uh, in this conference is, is off the charts, really. you got Manny Viveros going into Vancouver. Um, you, you have, quote-unquote, old-school coaches uh, in this conference. But I, I think... I'll give a lot of credit to these coaches. They have found a way to adapt. Uh, it's an old phrase we use in media uh, in general. It's like adapt or die, mm -hmm. right? Uh, are you a dinosaur? Is the meteor going to come and you know end your coaching career? Or are you going to find a way to adapt to how it goes? And and I think for the most part, coaches are adapting. Like, like don't get me wrong. Like, I'm from, you know, I'm from somewhat of the old school, I guess, you know, I'm from the prairies and uh, the way that uh, hockey teams play and are constructed and uh, how they're coached. But, but it's, it's definitely a, a change in, in vibes. You can't do certain things that maybe you could have done 10, 20 years ago. Bill Peters is back. Guys, yeah. Like in yeah. the Western League, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you want to look at it. You want to say, okay, is, is the WHL adapting? Well, not really. I mean, coaching wise, like as far as age and experience, no, they're regressing. If you want, I don't want to call it regressing, but you know, they're they're almost going more uh, of the traditional coach. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know what works, guys. Like, I, I think you have to have trust. Trust is number one. And if a team trusts their coach and vice versa, you can you know you can get a lot of out of that. I think the Blazers. The players have had a lot of trust in their coaches with with Don Hay and and Sean Clouston. Sean runs the Blazers almost like a pro team, you know, as far as uh, expectations and interactions. Um, he's not into games or he's not into you know doing things uh, under the table. It's very upfront, and I think that's the best way to do it is just be upfront with your players and uh, so they know what the expectations are. All right. Before we let you go, anybody off the board, kind of a player that might surprise outside of the, kind of the bigger names or anyone you're looking forward to to seeing in particular uh, grow this season? Uh, a couple off the top of my head. I think Jesse Sanj could be a really good goaltender. He uh, he told me the other day, like he completely revamped his game to model himself after Dylan Garan, which huh. is crazy. Uh, and I saw him move around in the crease, you know, those side to side, post to post. 
And uh, I was like, yeah, you see a little Dylan Garand in his movement. Uh, so that's good. Uh, I think Harrison Brunick is poised for a big year, big draft year. And a young forward to watch that is still very green but looks very dynamic is Zach Panalakis. And I'm sure you'll have him on and have some big Greek feast or you'll do something <laughs> like that. Or, but, uh, but it's yeah, those are some names off the top of my head, guys, to watch for. It, it all kicks off here uh, Friday night. And, um, yeah, I think the Blazers uh, will have to change – uh, what they view as winning, they'll have to sort of lower their bar. And what is a a win? There'll be nights where they don't play as they'll play great uh, the, up to their expectations, but not win. Maybe they have that has to be a, a a moral victory. Maybe that has to be the way they approach things a bit differently this year. You guys want to talk CFL before we go here? Sure. Oh. <laughs> I think we're going to try, try and get Sean White in the show next week. We should. That game last week was just amazing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, yeah. What they you... were down 22 points with two and a half minutes left. 19 points with two and a half minutes left, and they win. It's kind of It was kind of bittersweet because I was cursing. I was cursing. I was going to quit the team. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to win the lottery to buy the, buy the team and fire the coaching staff. But, but they come back, and they, and they do the most incredible comeback I've ever seen. But they shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. But it just shows you the CFL, the end, the last three minutes are just... And it shows he just devalues the rest of the game with those rules. Also, there's a photo of yeah, you... Yeah, I guess, I guess I would have been more excited had we walked off the field like in Buffalo with 10 minutes left. And uh, and, and, and what, what 13, 13 timeouts per half? Is that how it goes? Have at you a, seen the photo? 40-minute time clock? Is that what it's... Yeah. Have you seen the photo of Folds jumping on Facebook when they scored that? He's got his red wine, I think. Yeah, I got my red wine. I want to see it. Do my, you have it ready? No, no, I don't, I don't My wife took a picture of me because she, she looked up the score. I taped the game, right, because I wanted to watch it with her when she got home so so uh, she's watching and then she she was getting kind of antsy because i was really in a bad mood and then she looked it up without me knowing and then so she knew they won but she was oh yeah okay. so she was ready that they got that going guys so. actually on the same theme of that there's a great video right now uh you know on social media where um this so uh, she's a girl that runs socials for a team and she videotaped her dad a Pittsburgh Steelers fan in that season opener against San Francisco, how he was like, you know, pointing at the screen like, you're fired, you're fired, get out of here. And uh, it's a great video. And I just, I, he's a singer boy. What a great job. And you had defense sucks. Mike Tomlin, you're fired. Get out of here. You're fired. Out of here. What is Hoka? Hold the line. What is he doing? Freaking jump. You have to be fired. Tomlin, you suck. Get out of here. You suck. Sick of Tomlin next day. And then after you're talking about, oh, we're J.E., we're J.E. Well, then if you're J.E., get fired! Who's going to be embarrassed? Embarrassed! If I was talking, I'd, I'd bury my head in that, in that field. That's how embarrassing this is. I wanted to tank. I wanted to go 1 and 16 and get Tomlin. He's head out of here. I've had enough of Mike Tomlin. For me, it, it was like, that's Chris Foltz. That is Chris Foltz right there. So find that video if you can. Oh, the, so good. the number of times he's fired Rick Campbell from his basement, it's <laughs> yes. unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, well. I agree. Yeah. No, he's the coach of the year now, let me tell you. <laughs> yes. But the Riders, what do you think of the, your Riders? I don't know. I mean, they won the Labor Day game, so that's their parade. That's their great cup. Season, yeah. Right? That's their great cup. And then, of course, classic Riders, they go into the – the, the rematch. I don't call it the Banjo Bowl. I think that's like a, a slur. I don't want to use that word. But um, I and of course, they just completely, uh, you know, completely lay an egg. I don't think they're a playoff team, but uh, they'll probably find a way to grab that third spot or, or a crossover uh, right. in the East. We'll see. Right. Okay. All right. John, you saved our bacon. You did a great job. Thanks again. Always here for you guys. You guys have a great rest of your uh, your week and your weekend. And love the show. Always watch. Um, you know, the mayor always comes on and does his thing. And uh, it's always uh, can't miss uh, can't miss TV. So appreciate you guys doing this. All right, take her easy. We'll see you at the rink.
Volkswagen. Glad you stuck around. You didn't want to be here, but you're, you stayed. Any thoughts on the show? I'm, I'm always here. I learned a lot. You know, uh, with, with, it's good to see uh, Mike O'Reilly. It's good to mix him up on here, you know, the, the city councillors. I know we have the monthly segment with the mayor, which is popular and it's interesting, and we try to ask them some questions. Um, and I know we've had other, all the councillors have been on here because when they were running for office mm -hmm. last year, and we've had some since then. And I've reached out to them to say, you guys want to come on and talk about it. I know Katie Newstaters, she, we tried to get her last week and this week, but she was busy with meetings and she's down in Vancouver. But we should have them on more often, um, just, just here and there, just to talk about issues in the city because we need the perspective of, of all of them we've also had city staff on here yeah so I like that and then with Mike down in Vancouver we've mixed it up pretty good we've had Car we've had Carpock on no, here. It's, it's very good yeah we should keep doing that I mean uh, I, I know that uh, Michael Rye is a good spokesperson he's the he's the head of the hospital board they just had there in the news this week doing some good stuff and um, um, it's it's good it's good to, to, to see what they're doing down there and I'm and I guarantee you this I don't think any of them are in a champagne room this year <laughs> I, I guarantee you right now that they're watching the purse strings quite quite well and Mike you love the blazer segment I know you were oh yeah I was transfixed with with everything that you guys were saying uh, don't get me wrong I, I, I like the blazers I just don't know any of the words that you guys were using I looked at Bill and said who <laughs> Bill yeah by the way we did some uh, research uh, while we were talking our, our crack researcher uh, Bill here has got some information for us that we were asking about uh, Wallace Shawn, isn't he? Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn, that's right. Inconceivable. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, it's kind of got the shades of uh, you're out of your element, Donnie. If that's all that's all he says is inconceivable. Or? Oh, no, you, you got to watch it. Yeah, well, that's, that's I want to watch that's it with you. Phrase. Actually, phrase. you should go onto YouTube because I think on YouTube you can watch that other show I was talking about, My Dinner with Andre. And mm -hmm. it's, I think it's free. So you just put it on and you sit there. <laughs> that's but you a sign watch of a good it. show. <laughs> you want to watch it with no one, no, no, one, no one around, put the dogs away, put the Put the wife in another room, and and just 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 focus <laughs> just on it because it's all room. dialogue, and there's no car explosions, so stirs that can't watch it. It's just a great <laughs> movie. Turn the lights out, watch it. It's very deep, very good movie, and uh, he's in it. You can't wait for the next Ant Man. I, I know oh. that. Oh yeah, that's going to be Man. great. That's it's on top of the world. That one. Yeah. Can't do the show without our sponsors. Steve Rogers, Gord Stevens at Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. We love you. Get out there. I'm out there every week talking to his daughter, Reese Wilson. She's a Good beauty. Good commercials. Good commercials. Having fun with her. Terry Low, Low, Low at Volkswagen. The low rates are unbelievable. His support's unbelievable. We thank him. Brandy Seacon at McDonald's. I got my French fry uh, pen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where I got the French fry pen. McDonald's. Worked out well. Yep. And we have careened. Sped over the 450 subscriber mark. We're at 452 subscribers now. Moving on up. Nice. 450 subbies. That's good. Subs. You don't <laughs> say subbies. 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 <laughs> it's not subbies. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll just fix that in post. I, yes. I actually have a friend named, uh, we call him Sub, because he's a subpar cook, Robbie Clifford. Really? Oh. Yeah. Subs. Okay. Just call him Subs. Subby, subby, dubby sometimes. Okay. Well, I like our subs. Good story. Okay. <laughs> for Chris, for Magic Mike, for Bill, I'm Marty. We'll see you last week.